0: Welcome to the Hidden Acres Podcast, coming to you from Hidden Acres Christian Center in Dayton, Iowa.
1: We're your hosts,
0: Eric Smith. And a very sick Taylor Muggy.
1: Okay. And this is Season 4, Episode 6. It's an interview with the founding director of Eleven Six, the ministry that we partnered with to create the residency.
0: That's very exciting. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Eleven Six. It's
1: not a real sponsorship, but it's a really good organization. And it could be a sponsorship,
0: Ben. It's not the worst idea you've had. Just visit 116.org slash the Hidden Acres Podcast with Eric and Taylor is the best podcast to get a free uh, something. I don't know. Look around. See what you like.
1: Again, that's 11 spelled out, the number six. Oh, very good. .org slash the Hidden Acres Podcast with Eric and Taylor is the best podcast to get a free hoodie or whatever else you can find on that website. Whatever you want. Just look around.
0: All right. So uh, before we get to the interview, uh, tell us just a little bit, of just a little bit. Introduce Ben. Who is this Ben Wilhite character?
1: Yeah. So Ben is the director of 11.6 and the president of Anchor Christian University. Whoa. We partnered with 11.6 when we were creating our residency program Mm. because they have partnered with universities to allow us to teach accredited courses
0: at Hidden Acres. Whoa. Accredited. So like courses, so like they can take college classes here?
1: Yeah. So within the residency. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the residency is? Please tell us all about it. I would love to tell you. The residency is a one-year integrated master's degree program. Oh. It's designed to educate, equip and empower the next generation of servant leaders for a lifetime of Christian ministry.
0: That's incredible. Again,
1: a one-year integrated <laughs> master's degree program. And so the academic piece of that program is through 116. Got it. We also use 116 to teach a summer class to oh. our summer staff. What? Again, it's, a, it's an integrated model of education, which allows us to, to leverage our ministry context here to give people
0: credit. That's incredible. That must cost a fortune. You would think. I do.
1: It does not. What? <laughs> so the residency uh, is set up in a way where residents receive a stipend for working at Hidden Acres and a scholarship for their ministry placement. And so they actually end up making more money over no. the course of the year than the cost of the program no. and tuition Incredible. for a master's
0: degree. With money in your pocket? Money in your pocket. Unbelievable.
1: Also, at the summer class, Hidden Acres offers scholarships for everyone who takes it. Oh, fantastic. To help offset the cost. How do
0: they do this? How do they get signed up for this?
1: It's a great question. Go to hacamps.org <laughs> slash residency, I think. I don't know.
0: You'll find it. <laughs> Could have checked that out. <laughs> yeah. It's in the, the higher education tab. There you go. Yeah. Fantastic. And that's for anyone? Anyone can take that class? The residency? Anyone can do the residency?
1: The residency is for college graduates. Got it. The college class during, during summer. summer is for anyone on staff who has graduated from high school.
0: Fantastic. Those are very exciting opportunities. And that's all possible because of our partnership with Eleven Six. Yeah. And Ben is the director of Eleven Six. You got it, man. So this you're is going to be an incredible interview is what you're saying. I think so. So tell us why he was here and when we interviewed him. No idea. (laughs) He just wandered through.
1: So Ben was here for our college fair during the summer. Mm. Uh, During senior high week, we brought in about a dozen, 15 something colleges from around the area Mm -hmm. uh, and really around the country.
0: It's a a national thing now. It's a national college fair. Yeah.
1: And so he was here for that, which was a lot of fun. It was his first time on site here. So we got to meet a lot of our staff, see summer camp in all its glory. That's right. And then it was fun to, to sit down with him for the interview.
0: I think you're going to love it. The one slight disclaimer, the audio quality uh, isn't fantastic. I It's my fault. 100%. So Ben, I mean, Ben is a very dynamic, engaging, relational conversationalist. For sure. Uh, because that, you know, has a hard time keeping his mouth right in front of the microphone, <laughs> which is totally understandable and a great quality, actually. That's a great characteristic of him to have. The My fault was that the our, our software here, it, it sort of cuts out the audio when the... When the, when the audio gets too quiet because sure. it thinks it's background noise. All right. And so sometimes, uh, you know, Ben's voice might cut out a little bit. I tried to restore it as best I could, but it, it may still be noticeable. So Ag- sorry about that.
1: Again, 100% Taylor's 100% fault. 100% my fault. No 0% question. 0% Ben's fault.
0: Ben was fantastic to interview. Amazing guy. Yeah. I just, I didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't set up quite right. So my fault. Uh, but I think the content is still so good. You're still going to enjoy it.
1: For sure. So here's our interview with Ben Wilhite. Well, Ben, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking the time to uh, sit down with us uh, and come to camp all the way from Florida. How How's the experience
2: been so far? It's actually been really fun. Um, it's been a while, COVID, post-COVID, all of that stuff. For us getting out on the road, traveling, seeing Frontline ministry. Uh, getting in space with partners, that hasn't happened as much. So uh, getting back out into fresh air, seeing the properties, first time I've been on on camp. Um, so just being able to see the live space you guys work in and uh, meet some of the students and look at eyeballs and and actually be here during a week of camp and see you do ministry. It's uh, just been really fun. It's been uh, very refreshing.
1: Yeah, cool. And a great night of sleep too, you said. Uh, one of the best <laughs> nights of sleep I have had oh, away from home in a long time. <laughs> I'm serious. That's awesome. <laughs> so shout out to the in mattresses. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: providing quality rest for
0: our guests. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Any highlights from the college fair last night?
2: Um, Okay, so I think... Probably the highlight for me, having been in, in these environments, conferences, camps, things like that, and meeting high school kids, and the highlight for me last night was the quality of conversations and mm. kids that are legitimately wanting to think through, what am I doing, where's God has me, uh, what's he built me for, all of those things. I was surprised at the quantity and quality of those conversations last night.
0: Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we got like 500 kids here, yeah, and then yeah. staff too, so... Mm-hmm
1: why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Um, who are you? Where are you from? And um, yeah, we'll start there.
2: All right. So I'll give you a little bit of the long version. Okay. So grew up in a, <laughs> in a ministry home. Not the home. long version. Not, not the, short the really version. long version. A little not the, bit of the long exactly, version. Exactly, okay. <laughs> exactly. So context helps. Uh, it, it really helps from a story perspective for me anyways. Um, so grew up in a ministry home. My dad had been a missionary kid in the Philippines, ended up being a youth pastor. So I grew up in youth pastor world, um, and back in the 80s, he started this ministry called Pilgrimage. And so, I grew up in my summers getting dragged to uh, the woods in Algonquin uh, in, in uh, for Canada for ministry. For ministry, yeah. For yeah. ministry <laughs> just kind of bouncing along and uh, canoe trips and whatnot. Um, so, I grew up in Michigan. Right before my senior year in high school, we moved from Michigan to Pennsylvania because uh, my dad took a position at uh, what's now Clark Summit University. So, my world shifted then. Uh, Ended up uh, doing uh, undergrad at Liberty University in finance, working in a credit union, big credit union in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania for five years. And then God brought me with that toolbox back to ministry. So uh, have moved around, obviously grew up in Michigan, then Pennsylvania. I uh, went to school in Virginia, back to Pennsylvania, got married, was there for uh, quite a few years, and then uh, about eight years ago, moved down to South Florida. So that's where I live now. I'm not sure really where I'm from Sure. If uh, from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. Tell us what you do currently. What I do currently. So uh, I run an organization called Eleven Six, 6 which really grew out of that wilderness organization years ago. Uh, we're doing Wilderness Institute with multi-level leadership development. Uh, partnered with a university to do some course credits for that and that grew eventually into uh, doing ministry degree programs um, and ministry degree programs in partnership with frontline ministries and so 116 uh, partners with frontline ministries and helps them launch university quality uh, training programs that can be dovetailed into accredited degree pathways. Um, but really, uh, the simple way to explain is we help churches and ministries uh, do gospel-driven disciple-making leadership training uh, using the academic platform. Um, and so it's, it's really a toolbox rather than a destination.
1: Yeah. So how long has Eleven Six been
2: around? So 116 has been around uh, since 2016, uh, but really the roots of it go back to uh, the Wilderness Ministry. It was started in 1971-72, uh, incorporated in '84, and then uh, probably the early 2000s the academic part uh, really started uh, rolling. And uh, I've been running that since 2003, so uh, we're 18 years now. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. Um, And then Anchor Christian
1: kind of came out of 11.6 as well. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So uh, 11.6 partners with uh, universities like Clark Summit University is one of our deepest partnerships uh, where we deliver on their behalf and the residency program here is connected there. Um, But we also uh, began uh, partnering more broadly with ministries and gap year programs and whatnot that just didn't fit the Clark Summit uh, mold. And so in uh, 2017, we launched Anchor Christian University. Uh, in Florida uh, as a degree granting institution licensed all that fun stuff and it uh, just became another implementation arm of the the vision that God's given us to partner with local local church and uh, frontline ministries to develop disciples yeah. Wow so, yeah.
1: yeah that's exciting what uh what do you enjoy about your job the most
2: I That's a great question. Thank you. Um, (laughs) It's not on the list either. It's It's not on the list. I came up with that myself. (laughs) (laughs) Impromptu. Awesome. (laughs) What I enjoy about my job the most is watching the Lord be very creative. When you begin engaging ministries, uh, even that are in the same town next door to each other, and how uniquely he's knit them together around the gospel, which is the same, in every generation in every place but there's this unique expression in every ministry and in every individual mm.
0: that's cool uh tell us about your partnership with hidden acres then okay awesome
2: so um so it was probably a couple of years ago mm-hmm. year and a half two years ago yeah. uh eric reached out to me um he had connected with uh, brent at cedar lake uh, ministries in indiana which is one of our other grad program partnerships because he was looking to figure out how does this work here? And we started a conversation um, and just asking, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Et cetera. And uh, built together Uh, using our toolbox the uh the residency program or the academic part of the residency program so i want to clarify Mm -hmm. the residency program is a ministry of hidden acres it is the dna of hidden acres the people of hidden acres the students and uh those that you're sowing into and our part of the process is really to provide the toolbox that allows you to do that in a way that connects to clark summit university in this case uh to a graduate degree program so at the end of the day, the, the student does have a degree from Clark Summit University, does have competencies and experience and a resume and all of that stuff, but they're a reproduced disciple leader of Hidden Acres uh, with their DNA, which I find really fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a one year master's degree. One year <laughs> <laughs> yep. that must cost a fortune. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
2: well, it, it is a one year it, it is a one year master's degree, but it's an intensive three D dynamic learning environment. And so there's the piece of paper at the end, but uh, I always say to students that are asking, what do you do? How do you do? You know, whatever. Um, you know, the the piece of paper at the end is like the t-shirt you put on at the end of the race. <laughs> and, and there's some... <laughs> huh, so, good. That's right? good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And there's some people that put the t-shirt on and you're like, oh, that one doesn't fit you so well. And there's others that really <laughs> fill it out, right? <laughs> and you want to be the one that fills it out, uh-huh. like that, that wears the t-shirt well. And there's a difference, uh, you know, one of the... To me the biggest value of doing something like the residency at Hidden Acres is filling out the t shirt, not getting the T shirt.
0: Can you explain a little bit more what you what you mean by three D environment? I, I think can you, just, you get it, but for well, other people, for no. other people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay.
2: So yeah, 3d <laughs> environment. So I, I think, think of a uh, cl- everybody's been in a classroom, right. Or even done, uh, done classes online or, you know, professional development or just tried to figure out with YouTube how to change the oil in mm. you know, their, their car or whatever, you know, everybody's been in those environments where you're uh, where you've got content coming at you and you're trying to process that content. Um, and in most classrooms, the, the highest level of competency you can achieve is demonstrates clear understanding. If you're looking at a rubric of, of values, I can spit back. I can tell you, I can give you verbal context in that. That doesn't mean I actually can do it in a real environment. Um, it's kind of like if you were trying to teach a junior high boy, how to shoot free throws, you can show him pistol Pete videos, right? All day long. That, that's and a that kid that, I don't yeah. know anything about that.
1: <laughs> he's the highest scoring uh, college basketball player of all time. All right.
2: Pistol Pete. Okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> so you can show him Pistol Pete videos, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah we and, all know And that so he, he, may, he may sit there and he may say, okay, I see the form. I see the mm-hmm. process. I, I can replicate that process. I can communicate it to you. I can describe it to you. I can tell you why he's successful technically. But you put the kid on the free throw line, and he's not going to shoot 95% at the free throw line or even 70% until he walks through the process of saying, okay, I, I see it. And I even recognize it. And you've told me what I need to do, but there's, there's form, there's pl- elbow placement, there's, there's consistency, there's follow through, there's reps that you have to take in that environment to get good at something. And the same thing is true with anything we're trying to learn. Even if it's conceptual professional strategic planning, you know, finance, et cetera, there's some things that, you know, you have to go through reps to really become good at something. And so when I talk about 3D environment, I'm talking about an environment where not only are we delivering content and training, but we're delivering it with immediate questions that we're trying to solve that are relevant to it. Um, because I know I'm going to have to do something which it, with it, which demands that I actually not just pay attention to the concept, but also think about how I'm going to implement it. And so that's when I talk about 3D environment, that's really the opportunity that we're trying to create um, with bringing the academic infrastructure into a live 3D environment is to put real demand on that learning and create the opportunity for real competency.
1: Yeah. So one of the cool things about the residency, I don't know if you know this, Taylor, but <laughs> please uh, tell me. There's there's a ministry placement component of it, and uh-huh. so residents work 20 hours a week in a placement of their choice, uh, based on yeah their gifts, their passions, where they their feel like goals, God is leading yeah. them, um, and so they can do that either at camp or in a local church. Um, so for a student who wants to do youth ministry, they're doing youth ministry. For 20 hours a week. They're there leading youth group. They're teaching on Sundays. They're teaching on Wednesdays. Um, and they're reflecting on it in their academic um, component of the program and learning more because of that. And so they're able to, to take their, their reading and their, their assignments and apply it that next Wednesday at youth group, uh, which sets them up for success
2: in the future as well. So Beautiful. Yeah. And, and to kind of build on that, um, for the student, that is a dynamic irreplaceable learning experience that adds value to their learning and when they're done they they have capacity but for the organizations that are involved not only do they have students that are in context that are learning some things that maybe they can apply all of that is pushed into productivity in the ministry dna all of that so for the organizations involved that are hosting for hidden acres for these part local church partners Um, It's not just a thing where they're making space for learning and leadership development. They're intentionally involved and they're gaining the benefit of uh, that effort being leaned in uh, throughout the process.
1: Money in your pocket. (laughs) 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 Or at least not more out of it, (laughs) right? (laughs) Taylor and I promote the ministry school every chance we get. And the residency. And the residency, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And people kind of make fun of us for it at this point. Uh, but that's one of our lines that, That's one of our lines, uh, money in your pocket, money in your pocket, because no, it really is. It's set up in a way where the student is getting paid to work and paid to do the ministry, uh, while they're taking the classes and they end up making more money than the cost of either program. So it's incredible. Yeah. So
2: I've been trying to figure out how to create along those lines, uh, a, a return on investment calculator oh. or for education, Ooh. post-secondary education. As a dad, I've got a daughter who's 21. i got a son who's 19. i got a son who's 16 and one who's 14. So we're right in the middle yeah. of investing for their future and thinking holistically about that. And so the money I spend, um, the money they spend, if they borrow money, like all of the draws on future, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to pull that together into a a actual calculator to say, if these are the components and this is what it costs, and this is the opportunity cost. What is the dynamic return on that investment? Not just financially, but from a trajectory perspective, from a productivity perspective, mm-hmm. from what God's put into me. Like, obviously, that's not just math, right? Because yeah. yeah. life isn't math. Um, but I think we need to think holistically about that.
0: Yeah, that'd be that sounds like an awesome spreadsheet. Any excuse for any excuse for a spreadsheet. <Yeah>.
2: Uh, well, I'm hoping the more I say that, somebody else will actually yeah. do it. <laughs> just throw the idea out there. There's Someone else will run with wrong. it. Yeah.
1: And then just send it to us. And at the other aspect of our partnership that we haven't promoted a whole lot um, is our summer course for our summer staff as yeah. well. So this year we launched for the first time uh, college credit for summer staff to be able to take a class again in the learning environment of camp, uh, but still receive Uh, transferable college credit for that. Mm -hmm. And so that's been cool. You talk about the 3D environment uh, and talking to one of our students who's taking the class. She had to have a difficult conversation with another staff member uh, and reflected about it in her journal and talked about how the chapter she read Hmm. that week talked about different age group dynamics. And she's like, I used that information when I was talking to this teenager because I knew this is what teenagers want or like this is where they're at. Uh, and she goes, I wish everyone on staff would read this book. Yep. Like it's changing how she's doing her job. Uh, and she's getting college credit for it. Like her classroom is hidden acres and she's awesome. learning and growing over the course of the summer. So that's been, that's been fun. And we're going to start promoting that even more. Uh, we wanted to, to test it out this year, <laughs> see how it went. Um, but yeah, that'll be another, another way to recruit and promote for summer staff in the mm-hmm.
2: future. Awesome. See, okay. So earlier the question was, what gets you excited about 11th? That right there, that cool. story right there, because it, it isn't theoretical. Yeah, It's absolutely practical. And along those lines, I was uh, talking to different high school kids last night coming through. And there's one girl in particular that said, uh, you know, I asked the question, how's your week at camp, etc." Um, and she said, it's really good. I said, okay, well, have you have you been to Hidden Acres before? She said, no, this is my first time, okay, freshman. I said, okay, so why has it been really good? She's like, I feel like, and I don't know why, I can't explain it. I feel like I've been to other camps, but for whatever reason, I feel closer to God and more drawn to what he's doing here than in other environments I've been in. Cool. Wow. And, you know, my immediate thought was, that's amazing. I mean, obviously, God's doing something in her life, and, and she can't, she's having a hard time putting words on it sure. at this point. Um, but, you know, for a freshman in high school, she's, she's processing through that. She's able to communicate that to me. And I said to her, I said, you know, do you know why maybe it's different this week than maybe other weeks you've had in other places? And she's like, not really sure. I said, well, I'll, I'll give you a, based on my observation. Um, having been in a lot of different places, a lot of camps, conferences, et cetera. When you're at a place where the people that lead it are plugged into what's God doing here in hearts and minds and lives, and they lead from that level and they lead the people they lead from that level. And those people are engaging you. There's a reason why God moves in a place from life to life when there's an environment where leadership commits to that pours out from that and develops people from that. And you just like, I've only been on, on site for less than a full day here yeah. at this point. <laughs> right. But you, but I, in all the conversations, we have a good time. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing I appreciate. We're, we're having a good time. <laughs> Because frankly, <laughs> ministry people can be a little stuffy sometimes, sure. right? especially, no. at, especially education H- people. Hidden Acres would never be accused
0: of, of being stuffy. He's <laughs> yeah. a lot of things, but not being stuffy.
2: So we have a good time, but the conversations that we've had, like the the eyeball, you can see behind the eyeballs, like there's a real commitment to gospel driven life on life leadership and development here. And that's been, that's just been a blast. So mm, I appreciate cool. it.
0: That's cool. Uh, what's it been like working with Eric. Uh, the, right. Our listeners here only from me and my experience working with Eric. I maybe I maybe twist the facts a little bit sometimes. So for Eric from your perspective, what's what's Eric been like?
2: Okay, so um, I would I'll say this. I, I think I said this to Eric yesterday because um, he was asking me something along those lines as it relates to just all our partnerships. Partnerships with organizations are partnerships with people, mm. right? And, and people fill out organizational structures and people come and go, et cetera. Um, over the course of time, but ultimately it's, it's people. And in dealing with people and working with people and walking into uh, one of our commitments is always to walk into their world, not pull them into ours. In that range of things, there are people who need a lot. And then there are people who grab the essentials and the essence in the toolbox and just go and, and do it. Eric would be on the go and do it <laughs> yeah. and uh, it, to a shocking level.
0: Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Concerning level, would you say? Is that- no, no. Okay. no. Yeah. because, it, because, you know, you, you watch
2: you when you work for 18 years with ministry leaders and in different contexts, different spaces, different personalities, different giftings, you can, you kind of gain a bead on where people mm-hmm. are at, what their lever points are. And all the conversations we have have been relatively short, always on purpose and, and all of the metrics just go bang, 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 bang. Hmm. This is working the way it's supposed to like Eric's a guy that grabs a tool and he just works with it and yeah. makes it work. So I, I appreciated that. And then being in space and watching him with the people he works with, he's not like some people who are, who just makes things go can be rigid, cold personalities, <laughs> But watching with the with the team and with the students and the kids yeah. and all of that stuff and seeing his heart and passion for people, it's a, just seeing that extra dynamic in real three D has been been fun. So yeah, yeah that's what it's like working with Eric.
0: He's great. Eric, take your it's headphones fine. off. Yeah. Take your headphones <laughs> off for a second. Okay, you yeah. he can't hear us. Really, how it's been? How's it been working? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, that's,
1: that's really kind. I appreciate it. Uh, I I have said that maybe I shouldn't say this, that I, I feel like with the residency, I have a shocking amount of autonomy. Like anytime we talk, I'm like, can I do this? Like, can I, <laughs> yeah. can I just is choose, okay? can I choose what books we're reading or like how I'm teaching this? And yeah, you've, you've been great to, to work with and encourage me mm. uh, in just taking the reins with it and running with it. So I appreciate that. And I think it's going well. I think I, it's going well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> From an outside perspective, getting to watch like both of you interact with each other and the product is the residency and the summer class, like it's incredible. And I think the, the, the future of it, the the potential that God can work through this, these two programs is really exciting. So coming back to you then, what excites you about the future of this partnership?
2: Yeah. So I, I would say what excites me about the future of the partnership is, uh, the generations of leadership. So Ryan graduates He's going into ministry. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, you see the process working in the first generation. um, But as more and more classes move through watching where they go, uh, what the Lord does with them, and then at some point, and it won't be too far down the road, the cycle back from those generations of leadership back into Hidden Acres, the Mm -hmm. residency and multiplication, you know, at the end of the day, if people never see us, but they see like results. They see multiplied ministry. I mean, it's all, always awesome when Eric's like, Hey, you know how we do, you know, here's the tool that we use. That's that's great because it gives us an opportunity to step into other ministry spaces and, and uh, help them amplify. Um, but at the end of the day, like if Hidden Acres is the one that everybody sees in the residency and they're like, awesome. That's great.
1: Yeah. I think of like the students at Ankeny Free Church who uh, worked with Ryan this year and like sat under his leadership and his teaching, like they have no idea who you are, (laughs) uh, but you, you, or or me, but like your, your ministry and your influence, uh, and your ability to equip other people, uh, is having a, an effect in ministries Mm. all around the world. And like people that you'll never meet are being changed because of the work you're doing in South Florida and like the work you're doing over zoom calls throughout the year. (laughs) So, and then, um, I mean,
0: to like the ripple effect, it can blow your mind. Cause then you think about the students at Ankeny that were impacted by Ryan, maybe one of them through Ryan's leadership was going to be called into ministry and is going to do something that they wouldn't have done. If this partnership hadn't happened, that's, yeah. that's where my mind starts to like go crazy. Cause it, it really spirals out of control really quickly yeah. in a well, good way.
2: And I think it's, it's an interesting thought. A thought I, I process a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognize that God called us to the ministry that we have, which is an amplifier. Like it's, It's not the guitar. It's not the speaker. Mm. It's the amplifier in Mm. between, right? Um, And so our job is to be the best amplifier we absolutely can be and always work on that technology and always figure out how to to get more out of that little part of the process. But at the end of the day, we also recognize that you all are on the front line of ministry and you're carrying the interface with lives. And so we take very seriously – what it means to step into that world, into that responsibility without the mantle that you carry, but honoring it and saying, how do we steward that in, in a way that honors what the Lord's doing and also the effort you're putting in, in the energy and the emotion and the relationship and the reps over and over and over again. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Well, we love your
1: ministry. We love Mm -hmm. what you're doing and appreciate the partnership. Uh, how can we, and how can our listeners be praying for you? Hmm.
2: Um, so two, two levels. One, um, I think like any ministry, um, when you are pressing in, there's a, there's a spiritual and emotional cost uh, mm. that uh, impacts every part of life if we're not uh, you know, paying attention or careful, whatever. So I think just in general, wind in the sails in, in that sense. Um, but then in, in the next steps, we're moving from foundations as it relates to 11-6 proper. To multiplication, and we're uh, we're working to begin to find that next generation of relationships that we can walk in and be an amplifier and help multiply that disciple making mission um, domestically and then internationally. And just so I pray that the Lord brings the right conversations mm-hmm. in the right order, and then gives us the the resources. And when I say resources, that's more people than money at this point. Mm-hmm. The right people to be part of that process to carry that mission forward. Uh, and what he has in mind, but money's great, you know. So we have sure. yeah. we'll to pay people too. at yeah, some yeah, yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, we do, we we want to take care of people and and set them. yeah, you know, I think the biblical principle for how we we engage ministry people from a, from a financial perspective is enough to release them for the work of the ministry without having to watch their flanks. And so that's, that's our heart too. But, um, but really that's, you know, the resource of the Lord in the right time, in the right way, uh, so that the wind in the sails has an opportunity to go somewhere.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks Ben. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hope you have a safe travels back to Florida.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, and thanks for, thanks for inviting me into the space mm-hmm. and hanging out. So it's been been uh, wind in my sails in that sense. so. Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thanks, Ben. Wow. Thanks again, Ben. That was incredible. What a guy. What a guy. Like I think I said during the interview, the most exciting part for me about the residency is the potential impact it'll have on the Central District. Uh, if you don't know, we're owned by the Central District of the EFCA. And part of this program is training these young leaders and equipping them, empowering them, To And educating them. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) I got it figured out already. To uh, go into our district and fill jobs at churches and other ministries. And so uh, it's just an incredible pipeline of leadership for our district.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even while the residents are here, they Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to do a placement in a district church. That's right. And so they're benefiting the churches while they're in the program, Mm -hmm. even if they don't end up in district church in the future.
0: That's right. It's so exciting. So uh, thanks, Ben again for partnering with us to make for this sure. possible and thanks for sitting down with us it was a delightful interview absolutely
1: a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by 116 116 the ministry that made my dreams come true
0: <laughs> <laughs> go to 116 so that's the word 11 spelled out and then the number 6 dot .org/ slash. the hidden acres podcast is the best podcast because Eric and Taylor are on it so that's 116.org slash the Hidden acres Podcast is the best podcast because Eric and Taylor are on it and they interviewed Ben. I forgot about that last part. Yeah. So go there, uh, and make all your dreams come true. Uh just a quick reminder the next episode will be the November December update episode, and that'll be out in two weeks. And we'll talk about the new coffee maker that is getting installed right now Ooh, that I think you can, you can hear, hear you yeah. can hear the installation going on in the background. So look forward to that.
1: That's what the entire episode's gonna be about. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe today so you don't miss that. <laughs> that's right. To find out more about Hidden Acres, visit HACamps.org or look us up on social media.
0: Thanks for listening and we'll see you at camp. It is now recording. Let me just make sure the, the lines, the squigglies. Yes. I don't know what they're called. Give me those squigglies. Do the squiggly lines show up? Hey, the squiggly lines are showing up. All right, ready? We are ready to roll. Uh do I say how sick I am? Do I mention No. No? Okay. Just don't draw attention to yeah. it. Hope. Hope no one notices. This just is how my voice is talk. normally. <laughs> This is, I can't, I, uh, we could do low. I'll go low, you go high. Okay. That's what that means, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Hidden Acres podcast, coming to you from Hidden Acres Christian Center. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to think it's a odd. different, yeah. they're going to think it's a different person. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, what happened? Taylor died and can was you, replaced.
1: Can you just, can you just cut that in from a different
0: episode? <laughs> Maybe. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'll just do it low energy. Okay.
2: Welcome. We'll All do right. it NPR style. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, ready?